Hello and welcome to the AJ on the Line podcast. This is your Austrian Grand Prix review in which we will discuss a dominant Max Verstappen victory, a Lando Norris masterclass, some tight racing by Sergio Perez and more. My name is Adam Williams, I am your host and this week we are joined by our good friends Joe and Jimmy. How are you doing and how was the race? Yeah, I'm doing good. Uh... It was it was an all right race, wasn't it? It was it was decent. It was better. I think it was better than the Styrian uh, race. Um, bit more midfield action. A lot of talking points about racing, and I enjoyed it. So yeah. So your rating, if you don't mind me asking, Joe? We'll go six out of ten. Slightly better than average. I agree with that. It was a good race. It wasn't a stunner, but after Styria, it was excellent, and there's plenty to talk about. But Jimmy. What did you think of the race? I thought it was absolutely brilliant. To think that it was on the same racetrack as it was uh, a couple of weeks or a week ago, it's just incredible. So much more action, so much more drama. Yeah, it, I thought it was a, a great race and I would probably give it an 8 out of 10, actually. Blimey. 8 out of 10? Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed that. My goodness. Maybe, probably because Lando was, had very similar pace to the Mercs, which was quite exciting. Um, but yeah, very good race. The fact that the tyres were a step down softer, that that's what made the difference, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, I thought it might have been, <laughs> I thought it might have been a two-stopper potentially, which would have made it even more exciting. Um, but yeah, I think that definitely sort of sped the cars up, which was good. And, and yeah, it's a bit more action this time. So let's get straight into the awards because we're filming this on a night just a few hours before England potentially take a step before uh, or a step towards bringing it home. Who was the biggest winner of this weekend? Let's start with you, Jimmy. Lando Norris. I know he was uh, the biggest winner, my biggest winner last week, but I thought he had a, a fantastic quality. He should have been on pole, to be honest. Um, and he had a fantastic race. I mean, he 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 stuck with it. He he shoved his shoulders out to Perez, uh, and I personally don't think that was a penalty, so he should have got second. Um, but yeah, he he had enough pace to potentially get past uh, Valtteri Bottas as well, um, but didn't unfortunately. Um, but yeah, Lando did a brilliant race, and I think that he's the biggest winner. Great shout! He had an incredible race, didn't he, Joe? I saw you nodding in agreement. You might have just been agreeing that Lando Norris had a great weekend and it's hard to deny that. Or did you agree with her for the biggest winner this weekend? Um, I think it's very close between Lando and Max Verstappen. So for the sake of uh, argument, I'll go for Max Verstappen. Of course, it's, it's undeniable that Lando had a stunning weekend. Um, but this, I think, is probably the most dominant performance we've seen so far from Max Verstappen. It's been a, a proper statement from Max and Red Bull to win so convincingly um, twice in a row. Um, so, yeah, big performance and a big step towards any potential championship that he might win towards the end of the season. Well, they, they don't look like they can be beaten at the moment. And have they now got, I think they've now got a 25 plus point uh, buffer to Hamilton, so Verstappen can now re- afford a retirement or a scruffy race, and he's still going to be leading the championship. So that's why I agree with you on this one, Joe. 
Um, and I put Max Verstappen down because you look to Silverstone and that is a quote-unquote Mercedes track of the past, but I'm not sure whether, well, we'll see in the predictions, but I can't really see Mercedes beating Red Bull at the moment. And Mercedes, you'd think, will come back, but it's just a question of when and how. Um, so I'm going to go with Max Verstappen as well. Lando Norris had a great weekend and we'll probably talk a little bit more about that later in the podcast, but we've got to give it to Max Verstappen. Sorry Lando, sorry Jimmy, but I think Lando Norris had the, this award last week, despite, I would argue, a poorer weekend. I wouldn't say poorer, this, this weekend was better, um, but yeah, we're going to give it to Max Verstappen on this one. With every winner, there's a loser. So who was our biggest loser this weekend? Joe, what do we think? Um, it's almost a combined award for, for, for both races um, because it's just been a disastrous two weeks for him. Uh, Esteban Ocon, um, both races in Austria, absolutely dismal, nowhere, retirements, just going out in Q1, just dreadful I'm sure he's very glad it's all over um, so yeah it's, it's been ever since he signed that contract that long term contract for Alpine or Alpine sorry uh, so I don't know if he's taken his foot off the gas or Alonso's resurgence has coincided with that but it's not looking good is it yeah, he was. To be fair, he just found himself in the middle of a sandwich, and I don't really think there was much he could have done. But still, I mean, but still, um, just break his break his front right suspension. Yeah, yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. But I'm it just surprised. it just summed it up, really. I mean, there wasn't much he could do, but I still think he's the biggest loser because. But he shouldn't have been that far back, should he? No, of course not. Um, getting knocked out in Q one is not where that car should be. So. Especially while his teammate Fernando was in P3. In yes, yeah. So it suggests that there's something not quite right in that car, but you could say a similar thing about Daniel Ricciardo and Lando Norris. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a shame for Ocon. Um, I've gone obvious again for mine is Lewis Hamilton. Mm-hmm. He just had a bit of a scruffy weekend and race to be fair he wasn't in the top three and we're so used to seeing that be it on a Saturday or a Sunday and yeah he had floor damage and that meant that Bottas and Lando Norris managed to get back past him after his pretty decent um, recovery drive up until that point but he's the one that broke the car uh, ultimately by going over the curbs and I don't think I'm wrong in saying that this has happened before to him at, at the same track. Yeah, I, mean, I thought, at the yeah. the same corner. I, so, I remember that. Was it 2018 or 19? I can't remember. I can't remember either. It was, it was one of those years. Mm-hmm. But even, even the champions making mistakes despite that. But what you can say about him, despite it being a losing weekend, both in terms of the AJ on the Line podcast, but also the world championship point. You could talk about the fact that he got a new contract with Mercedes, two years, that's interesting. He's committed for that long. It's ultimately started questions about who his teammate's going to be. And the other thing is that, that he was back in the factory midweek between the two Austrian Grand Prix. And given that he said that he only does about 20 laps per year and he finds it pointless, it, it shows that he's still pushing on all, 
all cylinders and perhaps he's running into a few mistakes just because he's doing something a little bit different. I suppose you need to do something different to keep on improving, but still, he's under more pressure this year and it's showing. Anyway, I've talked a bit of a while there. Jimmy, who's your biggest loser? It's a bit harsh, but I'd say George Russell. Um, with a couple of laps to go, who's in a points position. Uh, the first points he would have scored for Williams um, and then a brilliant battle with Alonso, but unfortunately uh, Alonso got past him. Great battle. Yeah, really good battle. Um, and Alonso got past him, unfortunately. Um, so yeah, I think he was the, the, the biggest loser simply because he was so close to getting his first points of the season. But he had such a good weekend up until that point. And to be finishing P11 in that Williams, he's doing fairly well. Fernando Alonso is probably the last person you want swarming around your rear end with a few laps to go. But yeah, we've gone for three different losers there. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna succumb to mine, and I'm gonna go for for Joe's one, Ocon. I think um, I, I, on the measure of things, I think Ocon had a, a worse performance uh, than than Russell. Once um, again, Joe convincing Jimmy to take his side. You should be a politician or something, Joe. A chief negotiator. So congratulations, Joe. And congratulations, Esteban Ocon. Um, I'm sure you're not that proud of that award and hopefully you can do better next time. Because I do want to see him do well. Uh, we were all babbling on about the fact that he deserved a drive when he was out of Formula 1 for that year. And he had a good few races at the beginning of the year to show his pace. So he just needs to find that form again, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Anyway... We'll move on to the moment of the weekend. For me, the moment of the weekend has got to be qualifying. It's got to be George Russell getting into Q3. Uh, I was on the edge of my seat mm -hmm. and I couldn't believe he did it with the harder tyres on as well. So it just shows his class. And <laughs> I like the comment that... He he said on the radio where he said, sorry if I've gone too fast or something of that ilk. Yeah. Um, it just shows he's a confident man. Is mm -hmm. it the sort of confidence that you'd expect from a man that knows what's going on next year? Maybe. Is it the sort of confidence that you get from a man that knows that he's going to be getting promoted next year? Maybe. But let's not create any rumours, boys. Um, and I'll <laughs> hand it over to Jimmy. <laughs> and Jimmy can tell us what his moment of the weekend was. Uh, I couldn't agree with you more with that one. So mine was George Russell as well. Uh, to think it was on the mediums as well. Phenomenal lap. Uh, and, and yeah, just shows how good a driver he is. Absolutely. He will be uh, getting many pole positions and wins in the future. It's just, is he going to go to Mercedes? That's the question on everyone's lips right now. But we will see. Sky Italy reported weeks ago that uh, the contract for Russell was going to be announced before the British Grand Prix. What's the next race, Joe? Um, I'll have to think about that. Oh, wait, it's the British Grand Prix. <laughs> Ooh, let's see. Keep your eyes peeled on that news. And if not, listen to the podcast. Well, you can do both. Anyway, Joe, are you going to make it a full house and agree with us on George Russell? Are you going to point to something different? Because it was a great weekend. There's much to choose from. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll make it a hat-trick of qualifying moment and say uh, Lando Norris getting second, front row of the grid. Yeah. Um, 
less than five hundredths of a second behind Max Verstappen in that Red Bull, who just looked completely untouchable all weekend. And to get less than five hundredths of a second behind that in a McLaren, ahead of both Mercedes and the other Red Bull, is a sensational lap. Um, you know, for for a split second, I thought he was going to get ahead of Verstappen, and that would have been absolutely incredible. But what a performance to get second! Indeed, yeah, amazing performance. Adam's gone, unless he's unless he's standing really still. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did go for a second, but I think I'm back now. Cornish signal. There's. You need to get fibre optic. Did Did you see? Yeah, but it's not my house, is it, Jimmy? So. Why would I invest? In it? <laughs> True, it's a good point. Did you see the onboard laps between the two? And uh, Norris was ahead of Verstappen right until the last corner, where Red Bull just had a bit more traction. It was incredible how close he got, and I'm almost considering overriding mine and Jimmy's democratic vote to give Lando Norris <laughs> that moment of the race. But I'll let. I, I think we'll let Norris and Russell share it. Yeah. Equal sensational qualifying performances. Exactly, you know. and they they both had great races on Sunday as well. Let's not forget that either. Yeah. Um, but there we are, a shared award. I'm sure they'd probably make a joke about not wanting to share the award with each other. But Lando Norris, George Russell, congratulations. You have the moment of the week. Now, let's move on to the honourable mention. Jimmy, who's your honourable mention? Lando Norris, I reckon. Um, s- simply because it was a phenomenal lap, and uh, yeah, he, he yeah he's just amazing in that McLaren. To consider that Ricardo qualified thirteenth and he's qualifying second, it just shows how good a driver he is, but also how in tune he is with the car and that he understands the car. And yeah, I, I think he's done a fantastic job. No, that's a great shout, Lando Norris, a brilliant driver. I've got to say, I, I'm becoming more and more impressed every single weekend with that man and I'm excited to see what he can do is he as good as George Russell I don't know uh, time will tell he's he's going to win races in the future but I didn't choose Lando Norris for my honorable mention my honorable mention is going to go to Valtteri Bottas who actually lost to Lando Norris but what he did do was he got a fairly tidy race together he got a podium, which he's not had for a while, and he put in a half-decent performance while the world is questioning who's going to be sitting in his seat next year. So I think I'm going to give it to him. He's had some scruffy races recently, as have Mercedes in general, but well done, Valtteri Bottas. You've done well there, especially considering that he beat uh, Perez in the Rebel. Yes, I know yeah. that Perez went off in front of him. But you've got to keep your nose clean, and he did that. So, fair play to the guy. Joe? I'm going to um, cause a bit of drama here, because Jimmy's already mentioned that he disagreed with him. But I'm going to give an honourable mention to the stewards, because I think that they were correct in handing out penalties for the three incidents. Because I don't think you should be able to just shove the car on the outside into the gravel trap. I think you should have to leave a space. What I'll say is I, I agree with it, and to further Joe's point, Hamilton got penalised last year in Austria for the same thing on Alex Albon. So mm-hmm. I'll let Jimmy defend that, 
but at least they've been consistent and that's one of the things that we've complained about the stewards before but i can i can see that jimmy wants to get in to defend it yeah so um i do agree with joe in two respects so i think the perez on leclerc both of those instances were uh uh sort of events that should have been penalized however i think the norris one was different because it was the first lap of the race and there should have been a bit of leeway given. But also, Perez is a bit silly, I think, in my opinion, going around the outside when he wasn't even in front of Norris. He was beside him. And to exactly, me, he was you beside can't him. Expect, yeah, but you can't expect the car next to him who's got the racing line to just yield. He didn't have to yield, though. He just had to leave a little bit of space on the outside. Why is Norris different to Charles Leclerc, Jimmy? Well, there's contact made with, um, with uh, Perez... Uh, Perez made contact with Leclerc and also if you look on Perez's onboard Perez you, you could actually see Leclerc's front wheel and his um, and his front wing quite um, a lot before entering the corner so he knew definitely he was there and he I think in my opinion he was ahead of uh, Perez in that instance so did Lando Norris not know that Perez was on his outside I think he did but I think that it was a bit of a long shot to think that he could get around. It was like I think that Hamilton and Perez last year, well, no, Hamilton and Albon last year. I think that was Hamilton right to get a penalty because he was so far ahead of him. Albon, he almost finished the move, um, and then Hamilton bumped into him and he went off into gravel. Um, whereas Perez. I just I don't know what he was doing to be honest. To think it was the first lap, Norris is never going to let him have that space, and it's always risky going on the outside as well. I don't think that cars should be able to push each other off the track. I'm still of the opinion. I'm going back to 2019 here. I'm still of the opinion that Max Verstappen should have have had the win taken away from him at Austria for forcing Charles Leclerc off the track. I equally think that Charles Leclerc should have had a penalty at Monza when he pushed Hamilton off the track while defending. I don't like that kind of defending. And Crofty in the race kept going on about, we want to see hard racing. They're not hard racing. They're just pushing each other off the track and ending the battle by sending another car into the gravel. And they then have to, you know, come back through the field again. I don't think it's good hard racing. These are these are the best drivers in the world, so that it's going to be within their capabilities in most scenarios to be able to go side by side. Mm-hmm. They've been doing it since they were kids. It's just a choice of whether they want to push each other off. And yeah, so the stewards have made the decision. Um, I know that Jimmy disagrees, and that's fair enough. It's that's why we have these discussions. Uh, but Joe has put forward the stewards for honourable mention, and that is fair enough. So, good work, Joe, for bringing that up. Um, we'll move on to a part of the show that I really enjoy. Is the AJ on the line, line of the weekend. And I've got to start with mine. And it was Lewis Hamilton's respect for Lando Norris. I like the fact that he did this after overtaking him. Um, because he, he sure as hell wasn't going to say anything positive while he was trying to overtake Lando Norris. But after overtaking Norris, he said, he's a great driver, Norris, or Lando, sorry. He's a great driver, Lando. Um, and that's great to see. 
because I, I don't think he's ever said that about another driver during a race before. Mm -hmm. It says a lot about Lando Norris and what an impression he has made on the sport. So, yeah, hat tip to Norris and it was a classy line from Hamilton on the AJ on the line line of the week for me. But, Joe, what's your line? I'm going to stick with the uh, world champion um, showing some respect to the uh, the young up-and-comers and go for Fernando Alonso's uh, sentiments to George Russell saying that he wished it was anyone that he was taking anyone other than George that he was going to take the point off um, you know he's called George future world champion a bunch of times um, so obviously Fernando rates George Russell very very highly um, and you can tell that he was genuinely you know upset that he had robbed George of that point um, so yeah really nice to see the respect from these veterans of the sport who've won dozen, almost a dozen titles. Um, yeah, it's, it's a change in you know, the guard moment, isn't it? And in Formula One at the moment, and it's great to see. Uh, Jimmy, what's your line of the week? My line of the week is when, I don't know if you two saw, but they were in the media pan afterwards. There was Lando Norris and George Russell. Lando Norris is talking to Sky F1. And then George Russell comes past and taps him on the back and gives him a handshake and says, well done, mate. And uh, George Russell uh, says that uh, Lando Norris has got sweaty hands. And then Lando very sort of coolly says, no, it's champagne, mate, which I thought was quite funny. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you two saw that, but yeah. I You've got to have a funny. bit of arrogance to be a Formula One driver. <laughs> um, That's just banter, though, that is, yeah, between two yeah. mates. Um, it's quite funny, that. And George will have champagne on him one day too. I'm sure of that. So we've got some great lines this week that we were struggling last week. So thank you to the Formula One gods and, and Formula One drivers for producing that great content, juicy content. Now, let's move on. As Joe confirmed earlier, it's the British Grand Prix next time out in, well, it's two weeks from the Austrian Grand Prix. What are we thinking for the race in Silverstone. Jimmy, what's your sensible prediction? I think it's going to be a Hamilton win. Okay. Joe? I, I agree with that because I think they they have to win this race. You know, Max could have won five in a row had it not been for the tyre blowout. Um, so I think Mercedes have to do something this week, this is a classic Mercedes track, you know, flowing corners, very aero-reliant. Um, Lewis's home race, where he's uh, he's absolutely dominated over the years. Um, so I think they have to do well here, and I think they will. I hope they will. <laughs> there you go, to keep the championship alive, of course. Um, my sensible prediction is that the qualifying race on Saturday is not going to really add anything but another half an hour to the race. Um, I remain hopeful that it will spice things up and the format will improve as a result of trying this out, but my instinct says that it won't really do a lot. Uh, but that's why we're, we're going to try it out. So for, for those that need reminding, because I certainly did, on... On Friday, there's going to be a qualifying session where they'll decide the grid for a sprint race on Saturday. 
and then the result of that sprint race, the qualifying race, which will go down in history as the pole sitter for the Grand Prix. Mm -hmm. So uh, if you're on pole on Friday, you're not actually on pole. <laughs> you're starting the race for that sprint race on Saturday, and then Sunday they'll start in the order that they finished on Saturday for a proper 90-minute Grand Prix or whatever it is. So it sounds a bit complicated. It is complicated, and my opinion is that it won't be for much benefit but let's see jimmy what is your bold prediction then it's very bold like very very bold yeah. but it's um it's almost who's a bold person um no i won't do a joke like that it's bad um uh so it's uh daniel ricardo what about him? on pole pole on pole, on which, pole? Which, no 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 i'm being an idiot sorry no 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 i didn't think that one through um daniel ricardo to have a finish in the top five but that's not that bold. I think that is quite bold. I think it's quite bold. Okay, well. I think it's... Which day is he going to finish in the top five, Jimmy? Oh, this is the thing. Uh, Sunday. Okay. My bold prediction is going to be Carlos Sainz finishes on the podium either on Saturday or Sunday. While Ferrari are less quick on the straights, there's a lot of corners... And they're pretty good. And if, if the weather or if the weather is colder and rainier, um, the Ferraris are good at heating up their tyres quicker. So potentially Carlos Sainz will uh, do well. That's my bold prediction. I've not really looked at the weather. It's probably too far off to be that accurate. But that's my thinking. Joe. Um, I'm going for a hectic race ending in Fernando Alonso finishing on the podium. Wow, that is bold. And who doesn't want to see that? So if that isn't something to get your mouth watering for the British Grand Prix, then I don't know what is. Jimmy and Joe, thank you very much once again for your contribution. Um, I hope that all of you at home have enjoyed this and you enjoyed the Austrian Grand Prix. Thank you very much for listening. This has been the AJ on the Line podcast. 